Welcome to episode 45 of the J-Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J-Bunny. Well, everyone, it's another interview episode in the time of coronavirus, and Skype has definitely been a wonderful tool in these times. Joining me today on the show this time is Bob Bardot, guitarist of the band One Step From Falling. This is a band that I was not aware of until recently, but thanks to my friend Sam Jackson, I had all kinds of questions to ask. Sam wasn't able to join me on the show, but was invaluable in giving me information about the band. Apparently, she is incredibly familiar with them. I think this interview went really well, and I definitely have Sam to thank. So, without further ado, here's Bob. Uh, What's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I'm here once again uh, at home on Skype, once again enjoying the greatness that is a beer from Ghost Talk Brewery. And uh, joining me today is Bob Bardot, I hope I pronounced that right, from the band One Step From Falling. How's it going today, Bob? Hey, what's up, Jace? How are you doing, Jay Bunny? It's good to be here. So did I, did I get the name right? You did. That was great. Some people, don't, some people pronounce it all crazy, but you did perfect. All right. Well, that's, that's great, man. I, 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 hate to, I hate to look stupid. <laughs> so um, your band, I got to say, your band has only recently come to my attention. So, before, you know, I mean, any, as, as always, I, I, did, I did my research. Um, and I actually found that there was, a, there was a friend of mine, you know, when I looked up the band page on Facebook, there was a friend of mine who liked your page. So I reached out to her just about an hour ago and I said, hey, I'm going to be interviewing somebody from this band. And it turns out that she knows like you and your band pretty well. Nice. Uh, she, so she told me to say hello. Her name is Sam. She used to be the tour manager for Boba Flex. Oh, Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's awesome. So, she's a really good person. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I asked her if she wanted to join us, but she was not available. Too bad. So, but she wanted me to say hello, and she, like well, I said, she awesome. also gave me some some uh, some stuff to ask you about. But the first thing I want to <laughs> know, because like I said, I've only just become aware of your band. How did the band form? Uh, well, um. The drum, well, now singer Steve and the other guitar player, me, Steve and Pete, we formed it a long, long time ago. You know, we we're just jamming out like high school and college days, you know, just having fun with it. And then uh, we started writing some really good material and we really wanted to start showing people. So I think about in 2011, we actually took it more serious, I guess you could say. And from then on, it just got more and more real. 2013, we, we came across Josh and when, when uh, Josh joined the band and played bass and all the crazy effects he does, it just got to another level. And um, recently, if we were going jumping jumping timelines here, recently we just added Ty as our full time drummer, and we let Steve get off the drums, and now we are a five piece. Right? So. Yeah, I did. I did see in, in the bio that you guys did make that change in 2019. Um, and I was just wondering, I wanted to ask you about that. How do you feel like that's sort of changed the, the band? Has that changed the band's sound or impacted the way that you guys write or anything like that? I mean, yeah, it's another dynamic, 100%. I mean, uh, Steve's been waiting patiently, if you want to call it patiently. He's been waiting <laughs> a while for for him to get a chance to get off the drums. I mean, he loved playing drums and singing, but uh, he felt like he was not being able to do the each of them the best of his ability, you know, he was trading fills for harmonies and vice versa, you know, so we finally were like, all right, man, let's, uh, let's try it. Let's, let's see what happens. And, uh, we came across Ty. We played a show with his, one of his old bands, Mob Day back in 2019, actually. And we played a show with him and, uh, he instantly reached out after he's like, Hey, if you guys are ever looking for a drummer, I'd like to try out. And like I just was just saying, it happened to be at the same time frame where Steve was like, Hey man, we should really try to get a new drummer. <laughs> and, it, and it just clicked and he he came he tried out and everything's been great since then i mean just he ty just adds a new dynamic steve steve out front adds another dynamic and uh i feel like it's definitely 
boosting the music and it's showing out in the results. All right. Yeah. So now as far as the band's name, like it seems like it's referring to something specific. So where did you guys come up with the name? Well, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, me and Pete and Steve were just shooting around names back in the day. And uh, one step from falling kind of all hit us hard. You know, it's one of those things where you can be one step from anything, really um, falling either to a certain distraction, demon, you name it. You never know what, what goes on in your life, but you can also be one step from prospering, but you never know what's going to push you back. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of what we always thought about. I mean, we always wanted to conquer and go on and keep doing what we're doing, but you never know. You're always one step from not making it. So it's kind of one of those things. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now, one of, one of the things that uh, that Sam had mentioned to me was that, you know, because I guess she's pretty familiar with you guys, was that back in the early days, you guys used to all wear like the orange prison jumpsuits, but now only only one band member still does that. What was that about? <laughs> yeah, something different. <laughs> something different, you know? Yeah. You go even when you go watch a band, you know, if, like if they're wearing blue jeans and like whatever, just like ah, they're whatever. But if you throw in an orange jumpsuit, you, you'll catch someone's attention. Mainly, it was it was the other guitar player, Pete. I mean, we all like at one point, Steve wore a muumu, I wore something weird. We had an old bass player that had a top hat, and he painted his face. You know, just something different to catch the uh, awareness of the crowd. And uh, the first time Pete did not wear his orange jumpsuit. You could have swore we did something wrong. <laughs> uh, the fan base and everything was like, "Hey, wh- what's up with Pete and is not, not wearing his own jumpsuit?" I mean, what's going on? And uh, sorry, Pete, he stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how that can be. I, I know other bands that are known for for certain things on stage, or, or even <laughs> even uh, w- one example I always give is a, a band uh, out of Jersey here, Forty Below Summer. Oh, they... great band! We have to play with them. Yeah, I love I love those guys. I've had yeah. I've had Max and Joey on the show. I've had all of them on the show actually. Right. But so they always they they pretty much always close with their set with the song "Step Into the Sideshow," mm. and I was at a show one time where they opened with it instead, and the crowd would not let them leave the stage till they played it a second time at the end of the set. Get out of here! How cool is that, right? <laughs> now I noticed also in your in your bio that I was reading. That you're and the on the Facebook page that your band's genre is referred to as heady metal with a D. Uh, can you explain great. to me what that is and if there are any other bands on the scene that you think would fall into that category? Uh, the best way to point put it is we got grouped in with all these heavy metal bands, you know. And uh, though we have heavy parts in our music, we don't consider ourselves heavy. We're dynamic. We're we tried harmonies, melodies. We try to switch it up a little bit, give us some flavor to our music, and so. Being stuck with all these heavy metal bands, we're like, you know, we're not really heavy. We're more heady. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got that phrase going for ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's been working. It's, it kind of perfectly describes what it is. Like I said, it's got the dynamics, got the ups and downs. You can ride the waves. You can feel the emotions in the music. So it's kind of how the heady came. And uh, it goes straight to your head, you know. Come on, like, what's more better than heady music? It goes straight to your head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But, um, I mean, the only other the only other band I've ever heard of themselves is called as Hetty is Deftones, which is a huge influence. So okay. it's weird how that happened, but uh, I don't think they call themselves Hetty as much as we do, and we kind of coined it, and we're kind of running with it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. So earlier this month, you guys released the album "Stuck on the Wayside." Uh, I noticed when I was reading through some stuff that you guys had other releases under the names "The Wayside" and "Stuck." So I was just wondering if this is like a combination of the two. It is. Um, we just recently hooked up with Payment Entertainment, and which we're very, very honored and happy, and it's been going really well. And um, when we showed them our music, 
we were going to think of putting the best songs on one album, you know, just that way. But when we showed them the music, they were very impressed. And they were like, you know, there's a lot here that we need to show people. So instead of just picking what we thought were the best ones, they came to us and were like, we want to put every single one of these songs off the, the off the uh, CD, The Wayside, and Stuck. We want to put them together. And hence how we became Stuck on the Wayside, the, the, our newest album. All right. Yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah, it was so, their call. And we're, we're actually really happy that they, they thought of that greatly of our music. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been listening through it, and I'm, I'm really digging it uh, myself. How did the relationship with Pavement come together? How did you guys get in touch with them? Well, we were actually in the, the process of talking to a lot of different like labels and agencies, you name it. We were just kind of throwing our name in there to see what would be the best fit. And uh, to the, our luck there, Pavement got back to us. I mean, there, were, there was a few others that got back to us, but um, Tim, he's, a, he's actually the bass player of a band, Soil. Yep, he runs yep. a lot of payment and he just has a really good down to earth way about him and like the way he like portrays his label and the way how he puts musicians and the music first because he's he's been in our shoes before, you know? Yeah. And we yeah. and we really, really like that about him. And then working with him this whole almost since October, working with him has been really, really great. So we're very happy we uh, we chose them, but they also chose us. So we're very, very stoked about that. So it was one of those things we reached out to them we pretty much showed them what we have and they were like let's do this let's work together all right now uh another thing that that sam said that i should ask you guys about because i'm not you know i'm from jersey and i've never been to you know the syracuse area where you're from mm-hmm. and she was saying that that i should ask you guys just about like the, the the music scene up in the syracuse area yeah i mean i think it's always been pretty uh strong to be honest with you i mean since we first started to where we are now We've definitely seen our share of bands come and go, without a doubt. I mean, it, it happens, you know. Uh, some come in, hit hard, burn out bright, but hey, they left an impression. I mean, no matter what, if you go to a show on any Friday or Saturday night, uh, I think the music scene itself is really good. Only, unfortunately, in Syracuse, the music venues, they don't seem to stick put anymore. Um, there's only really two, maybe three, if you really want to call it three, venues in Syracuse that will have good live music on, on the weekends, even like weekdays. But um, as far as the quality of music, there's such great bands in the Syracuse area alone, like Last Divide, Gravity, Caustic Method. There's so many great local bands that we had the, like, the joy of playing with for uh, many shows. And if you want to go even deeper than that, like uh, Sam knows a lot of bands from a lot from this, from upstate New York in general. Um, there's bands like Poison the Prophet, uh, a band that was called Super Killer Robots out in Buffalo. Like these other bands are like, they just give the whole state of New York like a really good feel and a really good vibe. And like their music they produce is very entertaining and very good. So we're actually really happy to be part of that. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's a, it's a really good scene. I think it is alive. Um, I think Sam could vouch for that. She goes a majority of the shows, if not all of them. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was, I was lucky to, to get to know her when she was with, with Boba Flex. I'm big fans of those guys. You know, been following yeah, I've, uh, I've actually had a chance of picking her head with that because she was her tour manager, and uh, she told she's got some stories about Boba Flex, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said I love those dudes, and I can't wait. You know, once once the world stops ending, I can't wait to check out their new band, The Lonely Ones, because they yeah they, uh, called it a day on Boba Flex because Sean had to leave, and they got the new yep. band going. So another thing in in your in your area is that you guys get you guys get played on the radio on uh, she said ninety five X. Yeah, and that's, that's huge. Yeah, 95X. So, I mean, that's got to be great because, like I said, I'm in Jersey. I'm in sort of the New York City area, and there isn't really 
there isn't really rock radio in this area anymore. Like there's really? some, you know, there's some like classic rock stations, but like, you know, you used to have K rock out of, out of New York city. And, and I think that they've kind of switched to an alternative format at this point, but like, you know, there was a long time where that was like a pop channel because that was what was selling. <laughs> that's, so that's it's the word you just said selling. <laughs> right. Right. It seems like, you know, the only, the only rock radio that, that people have access to other than whatever is on the internet, you know, Spotify mm-hmm. channels, Pandora, whatever. Like the only actual rock radio that people in this area seem to have access to is like you know Sirius, which is great. I love Sirius. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've said I've, I've made it no secret that I'd love to to do this for them one day. But you know, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said about about you know having regional radio as well, and we don't really have that here as far as for for rock bands. It's wow. kind of sad. That is, it's too bad. I mean, 95X has done a lot of cool things for us. They uh like. Sam probably said we they play like bands that aren't are not signed. They give actually give them a few times a week. Um, they'll they'll have featured bands like hey check out like us for instance. Hey check out this song by One Seven Falling every night at five o'clock. You know prime time times. And then they do other things like special Sunday shows. And we've actually had the privilege of going in studio on the morning show and playing a couple times. So that's been really cool too. Um, they do a lot of cool stuff to so like to promote the the music scene around here and make people aware of that. It's not just what you hear on the radio. That could be like Five Finger Death Punch or whatever it is. They actually show you that there's more good music that's around. So right, rock right. is still alive. Yeah, that's you know, that, and that's the whole reason why I I like, you know, this podcast started before it was a podcast. It was just a group on Facebook where it was like, hey, so you know, I would post a music video and a little bio about a band, and just just to get people to sort of expose people to stuff that they might have missed out on because there's just so much out there that it's hard to catch everything like i said i didn't know about you guys until very recently it just mm-hmm. you know things just kind of fall through the cracks you can't can't hear about it all so i've kind of made it my mission to to spread the word you know because i love i love doing that you know, people it, like it, you are badass jay money <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about your your new album is released now typically when a band has a new album out they tour to support and promote that release uh, but <laughs> the world has gone to shit <laughs> so I was just wondering, what were you supposed to be doing right now? We, you just hit it. I mean, these are some crazy days we live in, and uh, fortunately, everyone is getting through it and uh, staying as safe as possible. But uh, originally, the whole idea was to release this album and go out and push it and tour on it and play shows and hit as many places and faces and as we could. And unfortunately, that has not happened as we all see right now. Um, did you have specific touring plans that were set or not? I mean, that's the thing. We, as soon as we were starting to roll the ball, it just shut the door real quick. Right. We right. Had, Pavement has some really cool stuff that they were offering us. We just, we were literally just about to book it and then nope, not happening. No, what are live shows? <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately we weren't able to go any further. Um, But the cool thing is about, everyone's been home so they want something new to fresh to kind of keep them like occupied and like grab their attention so the whole streaming aspect has been really good live shows will bring you to another level but as far as like streaming we're very happy and satisfied as how many numbers of people are actually like listening to the music buying the album online and hitting us up online and like telling us how much they enjoy it so streaming aspect has been great would have been even better to tour with it 100%. And we really can't wait to start doing that to push it more. It's just we're just waiting for things to open up little by little. And uh, as soon as they do, we'll be out there definitely 100%. 
Now, you found that people have been buying the record? Just because I, I always, and I was going to get to this later, but since it's come up now, there's one question that I always ask anybody that's on the show, is how you feel about the current state of where the music industry is. Because <laughs> I, fa- I found that there seems to be this general attitude amongst people that like they don't need to buy their music because as long as they subscribe to Spotify and go to concerts, that's fine. But I have noticed in, in talking to other other bands and stuff that, you know, certainly with without the the purchasing of the music there, it certainly does impact the bottom line. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, with the new album, I'm, we're very fortunate people are buying the whole album or even singles at this point. I mean, they hear Long Butter and they want to buy it. Maybe they hear another couple songs. They want to buy those couple songs by themselves. That's great. But there has been a lot of people that bought, have bought the album, which is very awesome. We appreciate of that. But like you said, it's it's different times. If, as long as you got the streaming numbers and you know people are listening to it, that's gratifying almost in itself. Is it great when they buy the album? 100%. We, we encourage that. Hey, buy the album. One step from falling.com. But uh, yeah, I mean, the whole streaming aspect, it's huge. You, you see the numbers come in and you're just like, wow, all right, we had a, a boost in this song this day or a boost here. And it's just it's just good to hear that the people are actually looking out and hearing and able to find the music through Spotify and everything like that. So yeah, they might. Some people are, might not be buying the album, but they're still listening to it. So it's great to see that. All right, that's fair. Now you mentioned the song "Lung Butter." I watched the video for that song uh, earlier today, and the first thing I got to ask you. I mean, I, I looked it up on on uh, Urban Dictionary, but I had never heard the phrase "lung butter" before. So I yeah. wanted to ask you. Like I said, I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, but can you tell the, the listeners what that means? Well, our singer is a really weird dude. Uh, <laughs> he came up with the name, you know, he write he writes all his own lyrics. We let him have full reign of that, obviously. I mean, he's the one singing it. I mean, w- when we all write our own, when we all put our own parts in, we write our own lyrics, but he's the lead, lead vocalist. We'll, we'll give him full reign on everything. And when it came down to naming the song, he's like, we're naming it Lung Butter. We're like, what in the hell is that? You know, and he's like, you know, it's that stuff that gets caught in your throat when you're, when you're coughing a little bit. It's kind of like the song, you know? Wanna, you're tired of the same old thing, you're tired of that. And it's just, he had a weird, really weird metaphor for it. You know, he's just a strange guy. And we're just like, you know, it's weird enough and odd enough. We like it. We'll flow with it. So it's just a real, really weird metaphor, just how you're tired of the same old thing and you're just, it's going to make you tweak, like the song says. Steve's got a weird mind. Let's just put <laughs> that out there. Now, as to the video itself, right away, as soon as the video started, and you have the two cops sitting in the diner. <laughs> I noticed that the one cop character reminded me I, right away. I was thinking sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So as soon as I wa- as soon as I finished watching your video, I watched that video, <laughs> and I noticed that the appearance was very similar between the two. Was that intentional? That was Ty. Me and uh, Ty was the one that looked more like Beastie Boys sabotage. I was the other cop, and uh, I don't know if it was in fully intentional, but when he thought a cop, he thought of like the nineteen seventies, eighties, like private investigator cop. And I'm like, dude, just roll with it. And uh, when he came to shoot the video up on that get up, we're like, perfect. That's money. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, we've actually got a lot of compliments and, and a lot of comparisons to Sabotage, which when we originally filmed it and uh, when I originally came up with the idea, it wasn't even a thought, to be honest with you. I was just thinking of something totally different, totally fun, organic. Um, let's improv this, but here's a, here's a storyline. And everyone agreed with it. And then it's after the fact that we're like, you know, we're kind of sabotage, you know. It was, it was, it's a cool comparison. We're totally honored, and it's cool that we can actually pay homage to sabotage like that because that's a great video in its own. So, if people can kind of compare that 
and us lung butter to that to the same kind of like level almost i mean that's great that's cool and it was a lot of fun to make now i, I the other thing i, I just got to ask about the video itself just because i was watching it and i was like it was really entertaining and it seemed like at points it was sort of low budget but it seemed like it was intentional exactly like <laughs> like the like the the one scene where the guy's covered in blood and it was like that's ketchup <laughs> Believe it or not, it wasn't ketchup. It was uh the fake blood. <laughs> oh, was it? Because it looked because it looked to me like when I was looking, I was like, that looks that doesn't quite look like the fake blood. It just looks like they squirted ketchup on his face. <laughs> yeah, you know, it came out that way. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely on. Like I said, we weren't really taking it too serious. We were just trying to make something fun. And uh, I mean, what what better way to have fun than make it look like you're beating up the lead singer in a video? I mean, you can't get more fun than that. <laughs> you don't want to carry gear we're gonna beat you up <laughs> so your website and your bio has a pretty impressive list of like bands that you guys have played with are there uh what what are some bands that you haven't played with yet but you would love the opportunity to oh i mean right off the top of the head uh huge daftones fan i would love the chance to get to play with them tour with them if possible um Nothing more puts on a crazy good live show, and uh, I think we'd vibe well with them. And then there's the uh, the tool aspect. I mean, everyone wants to play with tool. I mean, they're they're phenomenal, and I think they are a huge influence. So uh, I guess our huge influences we love to try to play with them. We have, and we we had the opportunity to play with a perfect circle, and that was awesome. I mean, we didn't really get to hang out with them. They kind of seclude themselves. But I mean, right, right, right. It is what it is. Mater doesn't want to talk to anybody. Billy, yeah, he'll talk to people and everybody else. But uh. If we had a chance, it'd probably for me personally. I can't. I guess everyone's gonna have to say their own things. Like maybe Steve will say Mars Volta. Josh will maybe say Rage. Ty will. Ty was gonna say bring back, our, rest in peace, Neil Pert. Ty. Ty loves Rush and Pete loves Pink Floyd. Maybe dream bucket list bands right there. But I mean, the last two will never probably ever get a chance to. But we all got our influences. But for me personally, Deftones, nothing more, and probably some Tool. Nice, nice. You know, it's funny. I keep seeing these uh, memes. You know, you know, all kinds of you know memes on on Facebook. And I, I saw one the other day. It says it's hard to believe that we've been in quarantine for an entire Tool song now. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> I saw that that new record really makes you think about that. <laughs> so what what is next for you guys? Like it now? It's with with the fact that you can't really go anywhere, you can't tour, mm -hmm. you can't do anything. It really seems like now is an opportune time to rec like at least start writing new music since there isn't anything else to do. And we have in this whole time period, we've come up with uh, quite a few uh, songs that we think are solid and a few other riffs that we we think we can turn into something. And it's crazy to say that because we literally just released our first release on pavement, you know, on May 1st. Mm -hmm. So to say that we've been writing new, new music already, it's kind of, kind of crazy and weird to say that but it is true we have taken this time and this this time that we do have and we've been writing new new material we think complements what we just released but also expresses ourselves because we're able to indulge and dive in and experiment a little bit more so we're actually really happy with this new music we've been creating these past uh couple months and uh maybe not might might not be the best time but uh we actually just shot a new music video yesterday uh, we spent a good amount of time trying to get another music video out to people so uh we did the the, the leg work yesterday so we'll hopefully in the near future couple weeks or maybe a month or so we'll have another video to release that's awesome now that was another thing i actually wanted to ask you about was that uh sam was i was looking on youtube and sam was showing me some of your stuff telling me about you guys and you guys had a i found at least two of those crazy like 3d videos 
Yeah. Uh, and so I was just wondering how how you guys sort of I mean I know they have you know three uh, cameras that can shoot that kind of thing but you know how did you guys do that and what made you decide to to do it uh, more than once? Well, Josh, he is very creative and very gear savvy, and we got to give him credit. He's the one that actually filmed and edited the recent video, Lung Butter. He did a tremendous job. We want to talk about low budget. That was all in-house. We did everything. Wow. So, yeah, and he did a, a phenomenal job, and he's really talented at what he does. He's got really crazy gear and, uh, like, the 3D and, like, the panoramic and all that stuff, and we're able to do these cool videos and uh, keep it fresh, keep it different. So a lot of that lands on Josh. He comes up with some cool ideas, and we'll uh, we'll troubleshoot back and forth, make sure we got some, we got a solid, and then – Really, he takes over the editing and the, the filming, and we'll give him some pointers, but really, it's his call, because he's going to be like, well, that's a cool idea, but I'm sick of seeing your faces all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does all the, he does a, a, a vast amount of work. I mean, some of us, uh, like a few of us will do some things here and there, like we'll create random things, but as far as videos-wise, like the 3D videos you're talking about, that was all Josh, and he's, he's very talented at what he does. Well, they're definitely for for anybody listening. They're definitely worth checking out. It was it was pretty cool oh, to see, you. you know, move around the thing, and then all of a sudden, like at one point on 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 the one I was watching, like I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here, and then all of a sudden, it looked like you were in the middle of a city. I was like, oh, like it was, yeah. Like... <laughs> yep, that was a uh, eye for you. He built that from scratch. He wanted, he's like, you know, I'm I'm tinkering with this idea, and uh, I'm just gonna throw it in the middle of this, and we're like, do it, and it's yeah, it's totally off the wall and different, you know. You see us jamming in this room, 360, 3D, talking about, and then all of a sudden, it just goes to like a melodic, jazzy part, and he just goes right into the city. It's like, all right, man, well, it's different. We'll roll with it. <laughs> but that's the thing. We we like to keep it different. We like to keep it fresh. And so when he's got these ideas, and we're just like, yeah, man, uh, we see where your vision is. Let's let's see what you got more. All right, man. Well, I I can't wait to see more from you guys. I really hope that. Uh... That when when shit goes back to normal, whenever that is and whatever that means, that uh, that I get to see you guys come through Jersey because that's you know like I said that's where I'm at and mm-hmm. go to a, go to a ton of shows and I'd I'd love to be able to to, to see you guys and meet you face to face and uh, you know do you have any I know that everybody's sort of everything's up in the air has there been any talk with the band with the label whatever about like when shows might be a thing again. From actually the, just recently, the the labels been pointing out that um, obviously New New York and New Jersey we're we're going to be like the last ones. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. Um, as far as like more like Midwest and mid, really Midwest, if you go in the like Central and Midwest, though those places are opening up as soon as August. So oh, it wow. gives us hope. Yeah, I mean. He's telling us like places in Wisconsin or like even Texas, they'll be open in, in August. So we'll see where it kind of goes from there. But we're hoping that the as they slowly open up then and hope maybe in fall we can start finally pushing it that way and physically and be in people's faces with our music. But yeah, I mean we're 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 excited. We're hoping that it could be around August and fall time. Yeah, I had tickets to go see I uh, to take my kids to see Five Finger Death Punch and that show was mm-hmm. supposed to be like like two weeks ago. And they mm-hmm. postponed it to November, and I'm I'm kind of curious at this point if it's even going to still happen in November or if it's just going to get canceled outright. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. There's been a lot of cancellations. Uh, my girlfriend and I were supposed to go see the Lumineers. She's a big Lumineers fan. Uh, we were supposed to go see them, but they were canceled 100, percent and we were supposed to do it, but we weren't able to. But 
uh you never know some people like five finger death punch they're touring machines they want to go they want to go 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 so maybe they maybe that one will be possible and you'll be able to go see them with your kid yeah he'll be great i've seen them so many times and i know you guys have played with them before from what i was yes, reading Again, I dig those dudes. I'll I'll never understand the people that that give them hate. I'm just that's just me, but I I don't get it. <laughs> they're talented. I mean, from the first time I saw them, uh, before they were headliners, I saw them at uh, I think Corn's it was Rock on the Range actually. Okay, I was gonna say I saw them for the first time on Corn's Family Values tour on the second. Oh, stage. how cool is that? Yeah, that was, was great, man. Good show. All right, man. Well, I, I I think that's about all I got for you. I want to thank you for for being on the show and. Uh, you know, like I said, hopefully, hopefully we can we can start to return to some some normalcy soon, and I can get to see you guys on the road. Yeah, I mean, we we are not far from New Jersey. We've been down there multiple multiple times. So yeah, the next time we down there, now we we're acquainted, we can uh, we can try to link up some more. Hell yeah, man! All right, well, again, thanks for being on the show, and uh, like I said, I hope to see you soon. Yeah, Jay Bunny, thanks a lot so much. All right, thanks, man. Don't run into me. It's not that kind of night. It's gonna make me, it's gonna make me swear And not that I care, and not that I mind It's something gonna make me, it's gonna make me swear And that note that I play, rain hell in the night gonna make me, it's gonna make me swear And not that I care, those knots I will tie It's something gonna make me, it's gonna make me swear Note that I play Rain hell in the night It's something gonna make me It's gonna make me swear And not that I care Those knots I will tie It's something gonna make me It's gonna make me Not the same old things Not the same old things
from the album Stuck on the Wayside that was one step from falling with Lung Butter. I want to thank Bob for being on the show. Definitely check out that music video if you've got some time. It's pretty goddamn hilarious. And once again, thank you to Sam Jackson, as mentioned in the show, former tour manager for the band Bobaflex, for the input she gave me prior to the interview. As I said, it was helpful, and I used a lot of the questions that she suggested in the show. So thank you, Sam. You can follow One Step From Falling on social media on Facebook at One Step From Falling, on Instagram at One Step From Falling Music, and on Twitter at music underscore OSFF, which stands for One Step From Falling. Uh, you can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just look for J Bunny's Music Hub. You can follow me on Patreon. I'm still figuring that out. If anybody has any ideas for what I can do for the Patreon, please let me know because I don't want it to just keep sitting there taking up cyberspace and not actually doing me any good. So if you have any ideas, let me know. Um, if you just want to support the show, even though there isn't anything on Patreon right now, you can send me money. I'd, I'd uh, greatly appreciate that. Um, as for, you know... If you believe in buying music like I do, you can follow Industry Embers at Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter and tweet or post your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Now, as for what's next for the show, as I said last time, I do still have things ready to release, so keep an eye on the Facebook page, on the Podomatic page, and on the Club Kayfabe Creative Community CKCC radio site episodes post to all of those locations. There are at least two more episodes, possibly three. One of them I might split. I don't know. And I still have emails out to publicists and stuff requesting interviews. I have people requesting interviews, uh, requesting that I do interviews with their artists, which is, again, like I said last time, that's great. So it seems like we're going to have stuff going on for a bit yet. I hope you guys give it a listen, and please follow those social media channels that, that, that is apparently incredibly important to my ability to book guests on this show, because there are still some publicists and whatnot that say, hey, what are your numbers? How many people are following you? How many downloads do you get every show or every month? So please follow all those things, download all of the things, like, comment, etc. I don't know. I sound like I'm turning into a fucking YouTuber. But it's really important. You know, I do this because I enjoy it, but it'd be great to get more high-profile stuff, and that requires that you pay attention to what I'm doing and let the rest of the world know that you're paying attention to what I'm doing. Now, I'm going to leave you guys today with another song from One Step From Falling, once again from the album Stuck on the Wayside. This song is Wayside. Until next time, guys.
Yeah. 